The following is a podcast from One Community Church. Join us as Pastor Joel Hendricks shares this week's message. Is there any one of you that you are totally not on social network? Anybody? Because I, I feel like there may be one or two, besides a youngin. My girls have Instagram. They just have. Tanner's like, I'm not on there. My mom won't let me. I want to be on there. I want to Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, anybody, anybody, you're not on social network. Can I see? Not on social network? All right. Anybody else? There's two. All right. Do you live vicariously through maybe a daughter? No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't answer that, okay? All right. Anybody else? There's two. I got two here this morning out of about a, maybe 100 of you this morning. Anybody else? Yeah. Very, 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 very few folks that are not involved with social network and it's funny even even grandparents now are involved with social network it's a really cool thing I do not want you to hear me or have heard me this past series and think that I'm an anti-social network all right no I'm not at all it is a it is a vital hub for us at one community I do not believe I, I would have never thought that it would be a big hub for us but we have a Facebook for every ministry here I think I think every single ministry has a Facebook um, and, and, it's own, and it's own entity, and it's a way we communicate, and Sunday evenings, a lot of times people will say things that they, they got from the message, and da-da-da-da, it's been a good thing, so don't think I'm anti that, just know that I believe that it's consuming our lives, I believe that it can cause problems in our lives, all right, and so I wanted to, I wanted to kind of get an idea and keep, let you see that there's probably very, 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 very few people that don't do social network, but there are those out there. And so God bless you that do not. But I know that you probably get on your wives or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> but have you noticed, though, have you noticed, and I know for me being 40, I'm right on the hub of, of the Internet and its birth and, 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 and understanding uh, how my life was affected by, I thought I was so cool. I don't know why I needed a pager back in the day, and it was really cool. I was not the cheesy one that had the little gold tassel to it, you know what I'm saying? Boy, I'm talking about them big pimps they had. Anyway, and, uh, and so, but I, I can remember a time slightly before that, that uh, if you wanted to call, you had to stop at a pay phone or you had to go home, all right? I, I, remember, so I, remember, I remember having a bag phone. Did anybody have a bag phone? I remember having a bag phone, all right? It was really cool. I had good friends. I didn't have a lot of money. Mom and dad were poor, but I had good friends. Uh, and, and would borrow and, and kind of, I was more of a poser, you know, that's, that's, that's mine, it's in my car, it's not really mine, but it's cool, all right, then I had the little, the little hand phone, then it was a little flip phone, then they come out with a little battery that made it thinner, that was cooler, right, and then it's crazy how the products went real small, and now they've gone back really large, the iPhone 6 Plus, it's, 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 everything's going back to a bigger, uh, which I like because I'm getting older and can't see as well, and uh, just admitting that, and uh, it's just crazy how it's, it's really all these things, though, all right, all these things supposedly were billed to us or sold to us in a way that was supposed to help improve our life. It really, really you know, when, when we have the pager, uh, that way our parents could keep up with us and pages, uh, uh, or, or if you want to be on a real serious note, doctors and, and, and folks that are important, more important than me, of course, um, and they, they could be contacted, and it still is a very vital thing. But it's amazing to me how all these things that we have that were supposed to make our lives uh, more, more uh, easy, at ease, faster, uh, more, more uh, uh, time for it, it seems to really consume our time. It seems like we have less time and, and how we find ourselves more depressed than ever, more on the verge of burnout than ever, more overstressed than ever. I, I told you last week that one of the things that we, we get so immune to compassion is we're, we're so inundated with with so many negative things, we just and our brain doesn't know how to function on a timeline. We see someone's aunt died, then we see someone um, 
got a new pair of shoes, then another sports figure beats his wife up, and then, you know, we just, and our brain doesn't know how to differentiate between those, and so we just kind of scroll through things. And after a while, we just scroll through things in life, and we just pass over them, and they don't seem to be as important to us, and, and how it's, it's consuming our lives. That's kind of where I wanted to go with this, and how the struggle is so real for us in our comparing ourselves. And again, it's cool. Sandra was telling me that she was, we was talking about all the things here at Christmas, and someone was saying this, and it goes along with a series, how we, don't, we really do not see the behind the scenes. You understand? We see the highlight reels. Nobody puts on Facebook unless they're just plum dumb. They don't put the, the, the junk on there, right? Sometimes they post too much, but, but they, they, you, you, see, you only see the crop part of the room. It's usually filtered. It's, it, you know, it's the highlight reel. And then you compare yourself and you get depressed because you're not living it up like them or you don't have this or you don't have that or your relationship's not like this, like theirs and all this. And, and all they do, all you're doing is seeing the highlight clips, okay? And so we have to be very careful that that doesn't consume us. And then how so often... We get so consumed by our social media, by our products, we have all these gadgets. Now, I want to listen to you that it is literally, I'm not making this word up, uh, it's N-O-M-O-phobia. Nomo-phobia. It, it's a true phobia. Nomo-mo being mobile. It is the fear of being away from your phone. Anybody ever left your phone? And I've got to admit, now, I'm, I'm preaching to myself, okay? All right? Ever left? I can get all the way up the road and, and realize I forgot my phone. Turn around and go back and get it because it's crazy how I will feel completely naked without my phone. I got to have that phone. And, and, and so now there's this phobia of people being, people being away from their phone. Listen to the statistics. 58% of people, 58% of people don't go one waking hour without checking their phone. 58% of the people don't go one waking hour without checking their phone. 59% of the people check emails as it comes in. I've loved that when I, when I switched over from the i5, I, I, I'm such a tightwad and cheapskate, I, I had original Gen 1 i5. I didn't even know they'd recalled. My button hadn't worked forever, but, you know, they said they'd recalled those. I mean, you know, anyway, you could send it in. I was, I was just, and so I've loved the fact that we went from the i5 to the, I, the i6, and when I did that into my cloud, I didn't put some of my emails on there. So if you're, if you're emailing me at a certain email account, that's the reason I hadn't responded to you. I hadn't even seen them. A couple of weeks now, I guess, maybe a month. And it's been cool. It's not so many. If you've ever been around me for more than, you know, two or three hours, you'll realize my phone goes off all the time. And, and so it just kind of gets overwhelming. But it says this, you have to check emails. 89% of people check emails daily, even on vacation. Every day. You've got to make sure you're checking. I don't want to miss anything. 80% of teenagers sleep with their phone. Can I get, uh, uh, who else in here besides the teenagers sleep with their phone? Any, any adults, be honest, say, I sleep with my phone. You sleep with your phone? My, my phone is my alarm, man, so don't be knocking me, okay? Don't be knocking me. It's my alarm, all right? So it, 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 anyway, I got, when I read that, I said, well, I'm guilty of that, and I'm definitely not a teenager. 84% of people believe they couldn't go one day without their phone. You think you go one day without your phone? One day without your phone? It's, it, it, I, <laughs> we're in church, and everybody's going, amen, preacher, I'm going to put mine up today, I ain't going to get on it today, yeah, that's right, right, uh, uh, the struggle's real, the struggle's real, you go one day without your phone, all right, one day without your phone, listen, here, here's, I, only, I got seven of them, all right, you still with me, say amen, I'm going to preach, I promise you, I'm going to give you some application, and I'm going to give you some uh, appeal that Christ gives to us 
in, in this thing called rest. The reason we can't find rest, though, it could be that all these things that's supposed to make our lives easier and give us more free time is actually consuming us. Here's some things that, that are signs that you may be addicted. It's not original with me. Seven's not, exhaustive list, but it's not an exhaustive list, but here's just some telltale signs. The first one is you check it first thing in the morning. You, you, the first thing you do is, is well, maybe, maybe after I potty. I mean, God will forget, you know, I got a potty, you know what I'm saying? But, but I said I wouldn't bring potty in it, but I did anyway, didn't I? Doggone it. Um, but the first thing you do is check, check that phone. I mean, since you already sleep with it, you just reach over and, 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 and let's see. Maybe it's the last thing you check at night is the phone. Maybe, maybe, and here's a telltale sign, all right? Here's a telltale sign. Maybe some of you, not unlike me, have a hard time sleeping, and even in the middle of the night, you check the phone. Just, just, I just want to see who's up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, who's posting at 3 o'clock in the morning? You'll be surprised, and you'll be surprised what they post. Maybe that you're addicted or consumed with social media and your phone and technology. The second one is this. How many pages visit, how many page visits you have a day? How often do you check these different pages out? Over and over. Click, click, check. You're checking them. Back and forth. Any moment. You, gotta, you don't want to miss anything. Any, any news site, uh, any, any, any certain person or figure, checking those things out. Three, you can't do anything without sharing it. Holy smoke. I don't need to know everything you eat. I don't. I don't need to know when you go to the bathroom. That's, that, you know what I'm saying? Leave that for me on Sunday when I talk about it up here. All right? I, I don't. You got, everything you do, you got to share it. I got this boo-boo. Look at what my boo-boo got me. Everything. You, I mean, everything you got to share. Everything you got to post and hashtag it, something. All right? Maybe a sign that you're the, for your, your friends. <laughs> I, I will be honest. Uh, the people, uh, this one I'm guilty of. Your friends use your social media is, is a way of getting in touch with you. They communicate to you through that more than they do your phone. They don't call you or text you no more. They just, did you, I didn't even realize that actually, and it worked out pretty good. I got to talk to Tanner before uh, he had surgery one time through Facebook. I did not know until here a while back that you could actually call somebody through Facebook. It's wild. A little bit of a delay there, okay? But it's, it, it's, it's crazy, all right? Maybe, maybe, I, and again, I'm getting old. Five, uh, you, you want to. You want to be just one more level on that game. I mean, you've been done in the bathroom, but you just keep sitting there. One more level. Your legs go to sleep. That's a sure sign. Some of you are thinking, I, I do my best posting. I do. That's when I'm thinking. The Anyway, okay, all right, stop. It's your first choice of recreation. It's your first choice of recreation. Anytime, I'm telling you, you got a problem. Anytime you get a spare second, open it up and check it out. I, I'm, you don't look at me like I, I'm not being, I'm preaching from my heart. I'm telling you, guilty. That's charged. Kid walks in the room, I'm on it, I glance, look back, and they continue to talk. You're consumed with it, it's consuming us. And we wonder why we're depressed, we wonder why we're running on fumes, we wonder why we're burnt out, we wonder why our brain is on overload and why we can't turn it off and all these things. It, is, it could be that it's a direct relation to social media and its infiltration and all these devices, all these ways that are always around us making all this noise. It's the first thing we think of. It's like our brain can never disengage. You look at, and I was shocked whenever I was looking at my phone 
the biggest part of my smartphone's memory and usage is my social media. It's the main purpose you have internet, so that you can, and I'm not knocking it. Remember, I said this up front, don't think that I'm, I'm, I'm going all legalistic and, and independent Baptist and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, us all wear dresses, no more makeup or anything like that. Thank God for makeup and, and thank God for, you know, anyway, I, I'm not saying that, okay? I'm just saying just, I want your brain to think, all right, and not be mush and be consumed by these things and understand that, listen, it's the main thing that you use all the time. Is it possible, you still with me, say amen, I lose anybody? Because somebody said, I'm playing on my phone now. Put it up. Is it, is it possible that what we think we have lack of time for rest is really that we don't understand what true rest is in the Lord? Jared Wilson said this, I, I, I cut it, pasted it, Jared Wilson said this. Uh, it, preacher, anyway, if, if I don't believe the gospel, I will miss out on the joy of of the itness of things. Stay with me. Of the itness of things. I will be looking to these things as drugs, as appetite fillers, as fulfillers, as power, as gods, as worshipers of the God of myself. If steak or wine or coffee or chocolate or anything else other than God is the highlight of my day or the ultimate joy of my heart, my joy is temporary, hollow, thin. But if I believe in the gospel, but if I believe in the gospel, I can finally enjoy the chocolateness of chocolate and the coffeeness of coffee. Now, he didn't say the wineness of wine. I'm just to be honest, okay? He didn't say that. Only the gospel frees me to enjoy things as they truly now are and as they someday will be. What we need is not new time saving gadgets and not more time in the day, but what we need to do is find the rest that Jesus gives to us and is offering to us away from all the stuff that's consuming and becoming our gods, even though we don't want to admit it. And so I want to share with you some of this special rest that he offers. And so they're going to put the scripture on the screen. Uh, the first one that we're going to look at is Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. I'm so sorry for all the, I feel, anyway. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested for, from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter the rest, but if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fail. So what he's saying here is that I'm offering you some special rest, all right? You see that in the words, New Living Translation, I want to offer you special rest, okay? Now I'm going to get to it, and we're going to get some application, and we're going to make an appeal to you, and then we're going to get you out of here. All right, and then you can check your phone because you feel guilty right now. You want to look at it so bad you can't stand it, all right? You've closed that window down. Stay with me, okay? And I know that you got the app on there. That's cool. That's, I'll get to that in a moment. The other verses of scriptures were more famous to you. It's Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28, and 29. Then Jesus said, come to me, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28, and 29. It'll be on the screen. If you take notes, take notes, all right? Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, those that need some rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and, I, and you will find rest for your souls. So what I want to share with you this morning is that we are to have a strategy that there is something that God is offering to us that is a rest, but it might not necessarily just be a physical rest. Somebody said, I'd like to vacate and take me a vacation, all right? 
I, I, would, I would love to have a vacation time. I'd like to have a break. I mean, the kids, I mean, can, you want to babysit all my kids? I mean, no, could it be that I'm not talking about necessarily a physical rest so much as I'm talking about a rest for my soul? And that, that rest from my soul comes this physical rest of mind, of heart, and of being. Now, I want you to stay with me, all right? And I don't want to go too deep, but I want to go deep enough but not get stuck, all right? So I want to teach you something this morning. Out of all these things, if 58% or if 84 people, if there's such a phobia now that you can't even be away from your phone, that you've got to be connected at all times, you've got to be tethered to the world at all times, then it could be that we're missing the best God has for us because we don't know that the rest he's offering us is available to us and how can we obtain it. The first way that we find this rest is to, it's in the... You can shave after today if you shave. Thank you for the no-shave November. And ladies, we appreciate your hairy legs. Thank you. All right, we appreciate it. If you weren't here, you had to be here for all that. We appreciate it. You say, well, this is worth me shaving my legs this morning for. This is going to be so deep. How do we find this rest? First one is this. Take notes on what you get. Be on the screen, I believe. Just be still. Just be still. Now, for an ADD guy, <laughs> A-D-D-D-D, triple D-D-D, I mean, for a guy that, that, that has a difficult time being still, God said, just be still. Just be still. Here's the verse scripture goes with it. You know it very well. Psalm 4610, it's just the first part of it. Be still and know that I am God. Just be still. Just be still. I use this illustration all the time, Thad. I'll never forget it. It was teaching a series. It was talking about heaven. What would heaven? If you don't know our, wor- our worship pastor, man, hey, listen, to me, he's the best worship pastor in the entire world. Can I get amen? amen. amen. No, he's not mad at me or anything like that. I, I, you can pay me later, though. Um, no best. I've been doing this for a minute. And, and uh, uh, you know, most of you know this. Uh, <laughs> if you get around him, until you get to know him, you're going to say, that dude's weird. I mean, he is weird. He is weird. In a godly way, he's weird, all right, if you follow our series. But uh, he, he struggles with a lot of different things, one of those things being Tourette's, right? I'll never forget this. So and so we're going around the room, and I've shared this with you before, but I was like, tell me, what is heaven to you? And she's like, floating around, playing my golden harp. Yeah, none of that's scriptural, by the way, all right? <laughs> Serious, I'm going to skip down the streets of gold, yeah. Be careful. You, 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 anyway, and, and so get to that, and, and, and uh, he says... <laughs> He says, I can't wait. Heaven to him will be, just be still. Now, see, if you, if you don't know anything about Therese, you, you, you cannot be still. Now, I, I do think Jesus, being he's a worship pastor, that he doesn't have the cussing Tourette's. All right? <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. All right? <laughs> It'd be something in the middle of praise Jesus. Boop! You know? <laughs> be like, we love him, oh, man. Oh, we love him. Uh, just to check and see if you're with me. Some of you, some of you are going, well, I don't know if I just can. He's crazy. Yeah, I am. Just to be still. How many of you, and listen, I, even last night, I, and I love, I love, if you do not follow me on social media, well, you're a dork. No, I'm just kidding. It, if you, you'll, you'll realize some things about me. I, I love this journey I'm on, and it's been tough, man. It's been tough. I, you know, I, I mean, it's been tough, but I love it. And you'll also realize, man, I love, I mean, I love my girls. They are everything to me. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. It's like Michael Jordan. He doesn't have to say, and he is still the world's greatest basketball player. He did not have to say that. He just showed up and played basketball. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I don't have to say, I don't need a shirt that says I'm the world's greatest daddy. I am the greatest daddy because I is it. All right? I just do it. All right? And I love my girls, man. 
But I'm telling you, they can get on my nerves quicker than anything in this world, especially that one. But anyway, they can get on my nerves. And last night, man, I love my girls. Even the dog, man, y'all know, and she's taking pictures of me. I, listen, I, 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 I got the dog for the girls. I really did. But I love my June bug, man. I love my dog, all right? They're all up on the couch with me, right? Little mama's on, on the love seat over there doing her own thing. She's out cold, right? The girls, we watching Frosty or something, and uh, Addison, fully my DNA, like, I mean, full-fledged Joel up one side and down the other. She's sitting here, Lana's over here, dog's in behind, dog, always getting behind me, behind me, I can't even sit back, I'm on my deathbed, man, and Addie's over here, Addie, Addie's over here. I mean, I, and I, I'm not tolerated it about a minute, maybe, that's 60 seconds, man, that's a long time, and I'm finally like, stop! In the name of love. No, uh, hey, stop. You ever been there? You ever, you ever been there? I mean, your kids, man, I'm not sure. Stop. Be still. We're in a store. We're in a restaurant. Stop. Don't ask me for nothing else. Shut up. Silence. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me. I've been around some of you and your kids. Somebody, you need to tell them to stop. Free parenting advice there. Stop. Shut up. Now, think about this. <laughs> you crazy. You reckon God ever does that with us? I wish you shut up. Be still and know that I'm God. Stop wringing your hands. I've got it all under control. I created the world and the universes. I hold it all together. Just be still. Rest assured. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That zit is not the end of the world. Just because the outfit don't feel you shouldn't eat that much turkey. It's all right. Just be still. Turn it off. Isn't it crazy how you can look at that verse and never really see that truth there until you get some nut to teach you just life application? Just be still. Just turn off for a second. Unplug, untether yourself from the technology that's driving us mad. A few months ago, you know, we had, we've had this crazy season of rain, right? Storms. Just crazy, right? And, and down at the house, power went out. And, uh, and, and you say, well, what's, what, was, it's not uncommon, but it kind of is. I mean, it, it doesn't happen that often, so the power went off. And I kid you not, I don't know if this happened. I'm talking about th th literally everything is silent. Because it's, it's late, it's early in the morning. If you want to be technical and be precise about the time, it's one, two-ish in the morning, something like that. So everybody else is asleep, and, 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 and it's quiet. And I'm not, I kid you not, for me, it was kind of freaky. I woke up, I'd... I'd gotten up, I don't sleep well, so I'd gotten up and got on the couch, and I'd fallen asleep on the couch, I'm laying there, and I, I had the TV on, I can blame my nanny Ruth for that growing up at her house, parents working uh, night shift, I'd have to stay there as a kid, well, she still goes to sleep with the TV on, I don't know if anybody else does that, she has to have that noise uh, as a widow, and anyway, and so I turned the TV on, I'd fallen asleep on the couch, long story short, I woke up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm telling about it, it was just weird, it was so weird for me that there was this roar in my head. And I couldn't figure it out. It was, I mean, it was, I mean, and I don't mean to be like 
cheesy and trying to be melodramatic just to, to preach the sermon. I'm, I'm serious. I was kind of panicked. I was like, what is that roar? And then Sandra, she gets up and I said, do you hear that roar? And she's like, I don't it just, I mean, I was so used to sound. I think we get so used and accustomed to all the noise that's around us that it's so hard for us to remember that God says, I want you just to be still. First way we find this rest that he offers, this special rest, is we have to be still. We have to learn to just be still, to be quiet. Some of you talk too much. Some of you are talking to him too much. Just shut up and listen. He, he's probably told you, and you know the thing is, he doesn't change. You see, you think you're coming up with a new way of doing life or ministry, or you think this is a new way of doing family. Listen, no, no, no. He said, this is how you do ministry, this is how you do life, and this is how you do a family. And it, this is how it will always be. It, it was the same then, it's the same today, it'll be the same tomorrow. So, hey, just shut up and listen to him and give him time to speak to you. You're trying to figure it out on your own. Just be still. It's nearly impossible, isn't it? It's weird. Just be still. Second thing is this. It's not only you, you got to be still, but you got to make a plan. You got to make a plan. Proverbs 13, 16 says this. Wise people. I want to be known as a wise person, right? Not a wise guy. No, 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 no. Keep your comments to yourself. I, I, want, I want to be wise in the Lord. Wise people think before they act. Fools don't. I'm not going to name any fools, but fools don't. And even brag about their foolishness. So if I, I'm going to find time to rest, I've got to make plans. Here's, here's what I want to do. And, and you know, <laughs> I, love, I love football. So I'm going to give you two ways of doing it. All right? So if you take notes, I want you to get these, okay? The first one is this. You've got to have a defensive plan. Defense. You got to be re- defense. H- here's some defense about finding rest and getting away and untethering yourself. How about, how about this? And this is not exhaustive. This is just some things that we try to practice at our own home. And, 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 here, here, <laughs> and I notice that the key word is try. Here's the defensive plan no phone during meals. Just put it up. I mean, I'm, I'm a preacher. I get it. I get it. I, I get my. I have surrendered my life to serve everybody else. I get that. I get that because my service to God is to serve other people. But listen, I should be honest with you. I'm I, I mean, this part of my ministry. If something bad happens to you while I'm eating my meal, I'm going to finish my meal with my family. I, I love you. I love you. I love you. But, but I'm just going to do that. I'm, I'm not being ugly. I'm being real with you. And, and, and so you say, well, how, why is that? Because I'm, I'm not going to check my phone. We're going to put it down and put it up. So a defensive plan to finding some rest because this thing could be causing us to be in a place of depression, of chaos, could be causing our family. You understand? Put it up during meals. Maybe, maybe, maybe this, no phone after 10 o'clock. That's crazy, isn't it? No phone after 10 o'clock. You shouldn't have one at all. Oh, you're taking notes, okay. No phone after 10. I mean, just some kind of crazy rule, right? Or, or put it on do not disturb. I didn't even know that they had that function. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I thought I was so, I, I remember getting my first Blackberry. I thought I was so important. I was preaching that big old fancy church up yonder. I had my big old nice office with my suit every Sunday and Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I was somebody. <sighs> it drove me crazy. It almost cost me, cost me a lot. <laughs> it cost me my life. Turn it off. Have a defensive plan. What is your plan? 
Do you even have a plan? How about with the kids? Do, you, do the kids, I mean, is it a free-for-all for them? Well, listen, if it's good for them, why isn't it good for you? Isn't it crazy how we tell our kids to do this and don't do this, and then we don't show them that same thing? We say, this is how it's supposed to be, but we're going to live this way. That's too real for you, isn't it? <laughs> too real. Turn it off. No phone after 10. If some of you have an assistant or a secretary or a place that you have office, or leave it with an assistant. Or do like I do. Refer all questions and comments to the executive pastor or the worship pastor. Or any of the trustees will work for me. I'm going to call them anyway. Turn off the notifications. I didn't know that you could do that. I'm kind of dumb. I admit that. I'm simple and slow. I didn't know. You know when that little thing pops up and it says, they want you to allow them to give you, send you a notification? Say no. Don't say no. Say heck no. I mean, I mean do, it, do it emphatically. No. I don't need to see every time somebody checks in somewhere. I don't need to know that. I don't need to know every time News 4 reports something. Good Lord. I did not turn it off my iPad. I'm not kidding you. And I get, I get away and I come back to my iPad because it stays, you know, most of the time during the day it stays at home and it's tethered to the Wi-Fi there. I scroll down and there's more News 4 alerts on that thing. I'm, t- I, I, I'm not knocking News 4 if anybody got any folk work there and stuff like that. We love them. Bad props. I don't need to know every time somebody robs something. I know people robbing stuff. I know my Bible says it's going to get worse before it gets better. I know he's probably going to be here up. What was you doing over there anyway? Why are you shacked up like that anyhow? Why you, you, if you're going to live like that, you might as well expect that to happen. My mama said if you lie with dogs, you're going to get fleas. Ain't that just common sense? Yeah, I'm right, Leo. Slick today. Yeah, I don't, I don't need turn off the notifications. Put it on do not disturb. This sounds stupid, but it's just, it's, it's just it's the world we live in now. Take a social media vacation. Fast from it. Take a break. Turn it off. Can you ever even remember a time? Our younger generation won't, but can you remember a time, mom or dad, that you didn't have all that? <laughs> Turn it off. You don't know Jay-Z. You don't need to know when he checks in. You don't use you just fight, you act like you know him, but you don't know him. Y- y- y'all crazy. <laughs> y'all don't know him, man. And I, I, I'm trying to think of somebody country to say, but anyhow. <laughs> I don't roll, I, I like, uh, Zach Brown, I don't know somebody, I'm trying. You don't know him, what's the matter? You know, why, why, turn it off. Take a month from it. That's a defensive plan. That's, and that's not exhaustive. It's just, here, watch this. Here's your off- offensive plan. Defense, offense. Both of them win game. Ready? So you're going to have a plan. You're going to be foolish. You're going to have a plan. Defense, set some boundaries. Find rest. Get away from it. Break from it. Here's, here, here's our offensive plan. Daily Bible reading. Instead of the first thing you do in the morning, when you, when you, when you let it read your thumbprint or whatever, however you open it up, Instead of going down there and checking that red alert right there, see that little, why don't you go right there? You know what I'm saying? And just, and just open it, the U version. Yeah, how about that? And that's what we use. And, and, and they got this little thing down here. I, I, one of these days we'll have technology where it's going to be, te- it'll be where you can see it as I'm doing this. But there's a little thing, it's called plans right down here. Why, why can't that be the first thing that you do? Instead of reading everybody, hey, you follow me? What is my, my offense? Daily Bible reading. Five minutes. Five minutes of solitude a day. Some of you mamas going, I wish I could get five minutes of solitude. 
I've learned in this life, you listening to me? I'm being real because I was a single parent for a season. I learned in this life, you can do anything, and you will do what you want to do. So if you want five, I'm talking five. And listen, if you're a busy mama or a busy daddy, five minutes is precious. You say, well, you just told me to stay out of the bathroom. Well, whatever it takes for you, all right? You got to be careful in my house. You got to lock that door, man, because they, listen, them girls don't care. They'll bust all up in there, all right? Literally. If you want five minutes, if, you, if you're going to win this game of life, this chaos, then you've got to untether yourself and unplug for at least five minutes. And you think that's crazy, right? I mean, I'm telling you, I know guys, I literally listened to a guy that I admire talk about how the first time he was sent to counseling, he was sent to counseling. The second time he went, he said, I paid $95 an hour for a guy to tell me to take five minutes a day. Something that simple. You'll be amazed. Five minutes. Unplug. Offensive plan. Offensive plan. Defense, set some boundaries. Offense, attack it this way. Bible, five minutes. Consistent prayer time. Worship. Go outside. Get off your butt and go outside. And leave your phone in. You don't have to Snapchat or Instagram. You don't have to. Listen. Go outside. Breathe in some fresh air. Go for a hike somewhere. It's good to capture the moment, sure. But you don't have to post all the time. Five minutes. I love the fact. I love the fact. You listen to me say amen. My girls are 10, fifth grade, prayerfully going to sixth grade. Prayerfully. You pray with me, all right? Especially for Allison. All right. Fully my DNA. Um, I love the fact that just this past season we got these little track phones, cheap phones. They're cheap, I know, but... Uh, these little phones, and let them do Instagram when we took them to Disney. We want them to be able to co communicate and all this good stuff. I'm trying to give them some responsibilities and see, you understand. That's how we run our house. You can run any way you want them to run my base off what I believe the scripture is teaching, okay? I'm going to give them some opportunities. I love the fact, though, that my girls, and, this is, and my girls are not better than your kids. That's not one of those things. I love the fact that my girls would rather be outside building a fort than they had to be tied to that phone. Now, I'm praying that that'll be that way, all right, for a long time. I'm also still proud of the fact that we don't have the DVDs in our vehicle, not even the add-on ones. Did you have them when you were a kid? I would play like, that's my car. Punch bug, pow, watch out, my brother, pow, as we got older, they become cheap shots. But anyway, he's like, you didn't have that one. Look outside the window. Take the world in. I tell my girls all the time, all the time, she'll vouch for me, all the time. On a clear day. Check those mountains out. Because I remember one of my pastors early on in my Christianity, because I didn't really care about life until I became a Christian. He said, listen, I moved out here from the Midwest, which is beautiful. He said, but no, it's Louisiana is where he's from. That's where he's from. And he said, at first, I was blown away, blown away, breathtaking at just being able to see the mountains. He said, after a couple years living here, I don't even think about it anymore. I don't want to take for granted where God has blessed me to live. You may not like it. I love it. I've, I've lived around I've traveled a little bit. I love this place. I want my girls. And so, hey, go outside. Take a moment to turn it off and put it down. Hey, Dad, get out in front of the TV or in front of that phone. Give just a moment of time. You understand? A, a plan. Defense, offense, rest. You say, well, how's that guy? I'm telling you, rest for the soul. I'm not talking about your snooze time. I'm talking about taking a break from all of the media and garbage that is absolutely 
cluttering and making chaos in our lives and even destroying our families. For the most part, you can't even let your wife look at your device, let alone somebody else. You understand that? How many people flip out? Don't, don't touch mine. Offensive, defensive. Now let me close with this. That's the application. Here's the appeal that Christ makes to us. This is the, this is the appeal for rest he's making. Back to those sisters. And here, here, here's a little outline just in closing, and I'm going to let you go, okay? Because I'm, I'm done. Jeremiah 6.16 says this. Listen. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads, and this is where we find ourselves. This is why I use this verse of Scripture. We find ourselves at the crossroads. Do we want the rest he offers? Do we want the best that he offers? This is the crossroads that we find ourselves. Jeremiah says, stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old or the ancient, if you have a different translation. Ask for the old, I love this, godly way, and walk in it. Travel its path, and you will find rest for your what? For your souls. Could it be that it's not the rest that we think, that we don't need a CPAP machine to help us sleep better? And some of you do, and God bless you that you have to use that, and God, they've created those things. Maybe it's not that kind of rest that you need. Maybe it's a rest from all the chaos and the madness and being tethered to every little move everybody else makes. That you don't know how to be still for five minutes. That you don't know how to breathe in the freshness of air. That you don't know how to spend five quality minutes with your kids. Some of you dread early dismissal. Some of you dread summer vacations. Some of you dread breaks. You, get, you dread when they're out of school because you don't know how to deal with them. Because you stuck them in front of the device or you stuck yourself in front of the device and you've not really been parenting them. You've let Tom and Jerry, that's really dating myself there, isn't it? Or whatever cartoon they like. SpongeBob. You get the point, though. We find ourselves at the crossroads. Here, here, here's the call to rest. It's a call, first of all, to salvation. You will not find salvation. As Jerry Wilson said, I won't know the chocolateness of chocolate outside of knowing the true God. I won't know how to enjoy it without understanding who he really is and who I am. I love, I read somebody's post the other day talking about social networks, said that they're so excited about Christmas. It's going to be their first Christmas to experience as a Christian. I remember mine in 1998 at 23 years of age. I remember that Christmas like it was yesterday. It was the very first time I experienced Christmas as a Christian, and it was completely different, has been different ever since. You can't know the rest outside of the salvation that God offers. He says, come to me, all you that are heavy laden, that you are burdened, that you are wore down, that you are chaotic, and you are crazed by this world. Come to me. Be born again. Salvation. Rest is a call to salvation. The second thing is this. As Jeremiah was right, it's a crossroads. You can either live for the world or you can live for Christ. You can untether yourself or stay tethered to the matrix of this world. Choice is yours. He won't do it for you. The second thing is this. is It's not only a call to rest for salvation, but it's a call to rest of surrender. It's saying, God, I wave the white flag. I'm done. I've tried to fill it with everything else. I've tried to fill it with relationships. I've tried to fill it with popularity. I've tried to fill it with drugs. I've tried to fill it. Listen, everything I've tried, even overindulging in chocolate. I've tried. He said, God, I surrender. And God, I lay it down. See, rest, my soul is surrendering to Christ. And the last call is call to service. Now, see, that sounds like an oxymoron. It sounds like that's... that's, that's it just don't sound right. 
But see, I didn't read to you in Matthew's account in 28 and 29 where he says, he says in verse 30, though, he says, he says, take my yoke upon me, take my burden upon me, for it's easy and it's light. You see, that's, that's where we get it twisted. We think, we think, well, we'll come to Christ and we can just float around on a, a cloud and we just, it's going to be all tiptoe through the tools. No, no, no. Life is hell. Life's difficult. Parenting's difficult. Marriage is work, man. Having a wedding, ha <laughs> ha, that's a piece of cake. Having a honeymoon, that's fun. But years of marriage, I'm talking about biblical quality marriage, man, that's work. Raising your kids and not the TV, that's work. Especially when their homework exceeds your knowledge. Holy smokes. It's work. And we think that, listen, I come to Christ, he's going to solve everything, the cancer's going to go away, all my teeth will be straight, they'll be white, and my hair will be pretty. All the time I'll be nice and tan and lean and mean. No, man, that is not how it works. We serve a Christ that works in the trenches, that takes the mess and makes a message. He does the best when it is the sloppiest. Do you understand me? And rest means that I've come to him, and even though I know that the odds are stacked against me, even though they told me I shouldn't and I probably wouldn't ever, even though they say I've counted you out and you're nothing or nobody, I believe in Christ all things are possible. I will keep both hands to the plow. I will serve you, God, because I've surrendered to you and because I'm saved by you, and in that I find rest. I'm not competing with anybody. I don't care how many they had at their church attendance. I don't care what kind of special service or how they got them all there. I don't care what that preacher said or what he preached about. I know what I did and what I'm responsible for, and I find rest in that. Do you understand me? Rest. Rest is not about time off or sleep. Rest is about a peace that comes from an inner being of the Holy Spirit. That he resides in you, that every orifice, everything that you are about is infused with the Holy Spirit and knowing that my God is in control. Miss my brother, especially holidays. Some of you don't know my story. My brother, he just took off one day. Walked away from his family, his job, I don't know, anyway. Miss him. Addie said, well, what do you think he's doing, Daddy? It's Thanksgiving other day. She said, what do you think he's doing? She could tell I was sad. I said, I don't know what he's doing. I said, knowing your uncle, he's into something. She said, well, what, what? because there was a peace that come over me. I know my God's in control. And all I can do anyway, even if he was right there and he called me that morning, was just to pray for him. Do you understand me? So I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the situation you're facing. I don't know how chaotic your life is. I do know for a in, I know for a fact you need to unplug. Untether yourself. Take a break. Even if it's five minutes. Five minutes. And the only way to do that is through Christ. Won't you stand with me, please? Father, we love you. We pray, God, that you will move like never before. God, I thank you that you give us strength. For as I arose this morning, I didn't even think I would be here. I thank you that you're a capable God. Not only to give us strength to be here, but God, give us the wherewithal, the common sense, the, the ability to teach about you, to understand you, God, to grasp that simple truth that you love us so much that you died for us. And to God, you offer us a special rest. Unplug. Spend face time 
with the people around us and in our lives. Step outside and enjoy the creation that you've blessed us with. And to understand that there's a godly way of doing everything. There's an order to it, God. Your word has told us. Thank you for listening to the One Community Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us for worship, our service begins at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Or check us out on the web at onechurchsc.org. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We hope you have enjoyed this message and may God bless.